This is a Diet of Brussels. What can we expect from the uh, 15th of October uh, European Council? I've been doing these podcasts. I, I did one of these before uh, the European Council meeting back uh, earlier in the year, just to kind of get a sense of what might be uh, discussed. Um, the fact that I have uh, sat here and uh, just done uh, three other episodes about other related stuff and only now thought perhaps I should uh, do something about tomorrow's meeting probably is an indication of the importance of uh, that meeting for anything to actually happen. As in May, uh, June, uh, the last time that the heads of uh, state and government met at the European Council, there is plenty of other uh, business for the EU to deal with. If you look at the uh, presentations made by Angela Merkel and François Hollande to the European Parliament last week, they barely mentioned the UK and the referendum. In the scheme of things, uh, for most of the European Union, the pressing priorities are going to be the migration, uh, refugee crisis, uh, the ongoing weakness of the Eurozone and the need for further development uh, of that. And uh, Brexit uh, renegotiations really are fairly uh, minor part of what might happen. Now, coupled to that, I think, is uh, the ongoing impression in many European capitals that uh, really there's not any sense in wasting time on this right now because the British government has continued to be very uh, reluctant to give it any kind of clear steer about what it wants. Uh, it's been telling that over the last few weeks there's been a lot more pressure coming from other European leaders uh, and EU institutions to say precisely what David Cameron is hoping to achieve. We saw some movement uh, at the weekend, but even that, uh, in a number of reports, was a very banal and bland list of uh, things which didn't actually really have much in the way of substantive con content uh, or uh, a coherence. So we're, we're not really any further on in terms of uh, British demands, which makes it hard then for European Council members to start getting into discussions about what is and isn't possible. Again, the attitude remains that this is a situation largely of the UK's making, uh, that whilst there might be sympathy for that situation and a desire to try and find some kind of uh, mutually acceptable solution, uh, that's very difficult when the British are being as coy as they are. So at the outside, we might see some discussion of issues, but uh, as with the last European Council, we're more likely to just see a passing discussion over dinner or just uh, in the fringes of the meeting rather than anything very substantive. Unless and until the UK come forward with a fully developed and worked up set of proposals, um, there's not going to be much progress at the European level. There has been some comment uh, from Donald Tusk, who's the president of the European Council, saying that uh, basically the British need to get their skates on, that if they want to uh, be dealing with stuff uh, at the uh, December Council uh, at the end of the year, that then they're really going to have to get uh, their ducks in a row by uh, November. So we watch and wait uh, to see what happens. Um, 
Clearly, there will be some possibility of uh, contagion from the other issues on the agenda into the British debates, uh, particularly if there are further pushes towards uh, allocations of uh, migrants, uh, as has been uh, pushed uh, quite heavily by the Commission uh, and by the EU over the next few months. So uh, at this stage, uh, I wouldn't hold your breath, not that any of you particularly were, and we will see what happens and we'll talk about it afterwards.